Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. And it's my pleasure to uh, welcome you here to the Opera House in San Francisco and to welcome you to this evening's Meet the Artist program. This evening is Friday, February 6th, 2015. The Center for Dance Education sponsors a number of really interesting programs, including the Wednesday night points of view programs, the uh, Ballet 101, talks on dance, uh, and of course, these Meet the Artist programs that occur um, now, um, an hour before curtain, both Friday nights and Sunday matinees. And of course, we also present um, very uh, renowned program for children out in the community, as well as our community matinees here in the Opera House. Most of you are aware these programs are recorded for podcasting, and the podcasts are on the San Francisco Ballet's website, sfballet.org. I hope you have all become very familiar with our website, and it's, it gets richer all the time. And in the last couple of years, they've been posting videos of all the dancers, so um, that's entertaining besides finding all of the information about what's going on, casting, and special events. So I, again, welcome you all here, and I welcome those who may be listening at a future date via pod podcast. <clears throat> so this uh, program is um, called Meet the Artist, and it's always fun when that's actually what's happening. And so this evening, it's going to be my pleasure to be in conversation with corps de ballet dancer Lauren Parrott. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. <laughs> And it will be um, your pleasure to get to know her a little bit. Some of you will have picked her out of the um, program and out of the performances you've seen because, uh, let's see, in, in Giselle, let's just jump right into it. What are we seeing you perform in Giselle over uh, several performances? <laughs> well, I do the Friends spot, I do Pot of Sink, um, I do I do Peasants, I haven't done it this year, but um, I do Willies, and I do the Flying Willies, so. So what we have here is a Flying Willie, and I think that's going to be really entertaining to find more out more about the Willies that fly. Um, Lauren, it's been a pleasure to watch you the last couple of years, and I think we'd like to know where did you come from and how did you get to San Francisco Ballet? Well, um, I grew up in Marietta, Georgia and I started ballet class when I was four because I went to see the Nutcracker and just ended up in class. And um, I trained at Georgia Ballet until I was, I don't know, like 15 or so. Did little summer programs and kind of just stayed with it, and um, when I was 15, I started training with a woman named Fiona Ferry, and she took me to YGP, and from to there, where? YGP. Uh, YGP. It's a ballet competition for students, and uh, they have regionals, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then you go to the finals in New York, mm -hmm. and when you go there, they have uh, scholarship classes, and that's where I was actually supposed to go to Boston for the summer, but uh, Parrish Maynard was in class, 
and he asked me to come to the school for the summer program here, and I did. And I stayed the next year for the year-round program. Um, did a year in level eight, and then I did a year in the trainee program, and then a year as an apprentice, and this is now my second year in the Corps. So. That's a very, um, I'm gonna say a classic trajectory. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm going to expand a little bit. You're talking about the Youth America Grand Prix, aren't you? Yes. Youth America Grand Prix is this phenomenon that's um, probably the last 10 or 15 years, maybe. Um, and they, as Lauren said, they go around the country in regional competitions. And then, just like the Olympics, you just make your way to New York. And any number of uh, companies, well, all the companies, have learned to go troll <laughs> the, um, the gala performances and the master classes. Mm -hmm. And that's where the, the, um, a lot of the selections take place. Yeah. And I would also comment, it, our, this company is so extraordinarily international that it's interesting to see how young American dancers make their way up through the ranks. Right, yeah. I know a lot of, a lot of the, uh, well, actually not that many have well, no, that's not true. A lot of the people have come through the school, um, for sure, but well, actually a lot of them have come through the summer programs, too. The summer programs is an extraordinary, um, say, fishing ground. The other thing is, that we might talk about just for a minute is our trainee program, which is most of the major companies now have a second company or a, um, a post-student ensemble. So um, talk just for a bit about your experience as a trainee. Uh, well, we, we, as a trainee, you get to live in Jackson House for free, which is really amazing because you uh, kind of get to get on your own feet with a safety net, you know? You, you, uh, you have to cook for yourself and do your own laundry and you know, follow the rules and try not to break curfew. Let's but. back up. Jackson House. Yeah. Jackson House is um, a boarding house mm -hmm. um, owned and run by San Francisco Ballet School. Yes. And it's chaperoned. And it, the, how many students or dancers are housed there? Well, I don't, I don't actually know anymore. But when I was there, oh, I don't know. 12, 15? More. I think more like 20-something when I was there. It was really full, though. <laughs> OK, so up to 20 young dancers mm -hmm. who are mature students. Yeah. Um, and as a trainee, then your um, tuition or, or board and room is comped. Yes, yeah, which is great. And you actually get a $500 stipend a month, which is, you know, pretty, Good. pretty cool. Good. <laughs> and, and then your work as a trainee. You still, you're, you are still part of the school, but you're also you know, you're doing things with the company, so it's great because, you know, you still have the training, and then you have your own rehearsals where you can do things that, you know, going into a company as a young dancer, you wouldn't be doing otherwise, like principal parts, you, you just have a really good chance to work on things, and then you also get to see what it's like to be in the core because, you know, we were in the back of the room learning everything, learning to stay in lines and, you know, counts and everything. So it makes your transition into a company smoother. Yes, yeah, yeah. it really does. That's fantastic. Um, so as a dancer in the company these last 
let's count your apprentice year. Um, these last three years, we've seen you do just about every left side, right side, front row, <laughs> back row. Yeah, it, there's been a lot of, it's, it's funny because you just, you always have to be ready to go in to any different spot. We've been having that this year, it's been crazy. It's kind of like the curse of the willies because <laughs> there's just so many like, you know, well in a small, and, and when you're around people so much, when somebody gets sick, it's, you know, the whole company gets <laughs> something or another. So you have to really be ready to go into anything. So, so um, in Giselle, we're watching you do um, the first act, and you're mm -hmm. a robust, you, you, you said last year you were a peasant. Yes. And this year you get to be a friend of Giselle. Yes. I'm actually still a peasant, but I just have been having to do every show of friends, so. I'm, I'm still on the roster. I can uh -huh. still have to go in for peasants. And but. then there's the second act, and then there's the willies, and every core girl in the world has to dance willies. Yes, it's, every night. It's a rite of passage. Yes. <laughs> um, before we get down to your specific <laughs> role as a willie, um, talk a little more generally about the challenges of learning the romantic style and what a willy has to do that's different than a waltz of the flowers flower? Well, I would say what sticks out in my mind about the willies is that you have to stand on stage in B plus for what seems like an Explain eternity. Explain B plus. Uh, B plus is standing on one leg with your, your back leg um, kind of tucked behind you in a way. You're, your weight is supposed to be on your front leg, but when you're standing on one leg for a long period of time, it, it just, it's really painful, I guess. <laughs> and you kind of have to, you know, you, you still have to remain in character, which is, I guess it's kind of easier because you are mm, kind of not angry, but you're not happy, you know, you're dead, so. <laughs> you're... <laughs> You know, you kind of have that look already, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it still is very, it's very painful. And you know, like something like Waltz the Flowers or other big core parts, when you get to move, it's just, it feels so much better. Um, but you know, you have, to, you have to stand and be plus and then you do these chugs across the stage. And you just kind of This is insider talk. Yeah. <laughs> or something that is exquisitely beautiful from your <laughs> point of view. We call them chugs. Chugs, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like being stuck in a freezer and then dropped on the floor. That's, I, that's what I would say it feels like a little bit because you're just, you're standing and you're so rigid and powerful and angry and ready to go and then you have to do these chugs across the stage and it's it's like being thought out you know it's because you're so stiff you know and it's just kind of like that throughout the ballet you'll you'll stop and then you'll go and then you'll stop and then you go and then you stop for a really long time and then you have to go um that's that's what i think of <laughs> this is actually very typical of the 19th century classics mm -hmm. when the court of ballet were decoration. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the romantic style. Mm -hmm. um, it, I know there's a lot of coaching involved. Yeah. And what are, what are they asking you to do? 
that makes it romantic and not another period, not modern? I would say um, the placement of the head and the upper body, it's very different. And um, I wouldn't say that there's just one thing that you can say is different because in some parts, you know, it's really bending to the side. But, you know, you bend to the side in Balanchine. It's, it's kind of a... Um, kind of a feeling. You have to feel, you have to imagine that you are in the romantic period and you know the costumes that they would wear it was very, yes you are bending to the side but you're bending up and over or uh, your your head is very, you know when we stand as willies it's directly to the side. There's no mal in normally in you know in everything in class there's some kind of but I don't it's it's very it's everything that you do you kind of there's something that you have to be thinking about because it is the romantic style one of the things that was a characteristic in the romantic era <clears throat> as ballet evolved um, into the opera houses and um, away from the older um, era of, of content and style, um, one of the things that happened was they developed uh, using gaslight, <clears throat> which instead of an open flame and, um, you know, candles, and the gaslight allowed them to regulate the um, level of light so they could lower the light and they could create the bluish otherworldly light. And for as long as there have been theaters with proscenium arches, um, the intent of the producer has been to create the illusions of the other world. And one of those is being able to actually see the creatures who are these willies, who are spirits, fly through the air. Now, Talk about how, how are you recruited to be a flying <laughs> willy? Uh, well, I, they kind of tricked me a little bit, quite, quite honestly. Um, Betsy Erickson was, it was during Nutcracker, uh, the year before we started, or brought it back. Uh, she, we were backstage, and she asked me if I was afraid of heights. <laughs> and I said no. Um, and she, you know, she asked a few, there's four of us that actually fly and we're shorter, so. Um, and then we saw on the schedule, Flying Willie's test flight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not afraid of heights, but I wouldn't say I'm particularly fond of heights. <laughs> uh, but luckily I'm on the kind of shorter one. I, it works out my friend Emma and I fly together and she, she'll, she flies the, the high one for me. So, this is you're being let in on the secrets, the magic of theater. And I'm sorry if we're destroying any illusions for you. Um, how does one learn the choreography for the flying willy? Well, um, well, first you have to put on a harness, you know. So, I'm saying, could you a say harness. We have, they, we have our fitting for our harness to make sure. It's all safe. And um, then you 
Well, we, we have a costume too. We have a special costume for our, okay. for our Flying Willy and it has, you know, little things for your metal hips to come out. <laughs> and they hook those up to the wires and they do a test pickup. And then once you're all good, they uh, just pick you up and you lean forward. And uh, try not to lean forward too much so you don't go all the way over. Somersault. Um, <laughs> and you just kind of, you just, they just, they tell you when they're going to go and they just, they pull the ropes and you go across the stage and we're supposed to turn in our bottom leg and uh, my arms get too wide so I have to keep my arms in. But other than that, that's, that's it. So um, Betsy or... Lola or Helgi is saying, take this pose and go across the stage. Yes. <laughs> we, yeah, we had another test flight this year, and that's where they, Betsy actually corrected us. We, we flew both sides, right to left, left to right. And, um, yeah, then after that, you just enjoy the ride. <laughs> It, as I said, it was a very popular feature of the um, 19th century early romantic ballets to have every special effect that they could come up with to um, create this illusion. And of course now we have um, incredible computer enhanced video images of people flying and turning into things, but they did it with real people and they did it with ropes and pulleys and um, in one production, um, they, the Willie would step out onto a little, a little stand that would wrap around the ankle and then be masked by the set of bushes. And then it would lean. So she would lean out onto the stage and then she would lean back again, which was one of the gimmicks. But I think the flying is really fun. <laughs> Um, I want to make sure that you all have a chance to ask questions for Lauren. For those of you who came in after we started, I'm in conversation with Lauren Parrott, who's a member of the Corps de Ballet, and we've been talking about how she is one of the select who have chosen to create the special effect um, because you're supposed to be a spirit yes. flying, flying it's through an angry the spirit. An angry <laughs> spirit. Um, quickly in case there's anyone in this audience that hasn't read the notes about what a willy is, exactly what kind of a spirit, an angry spirit, is a willy? Well, um, basically it's, they are the spirits of girls who have died before their wedding day. Um, there, you know, with Giselle, there's an obvious uh, reason behind her dying, and I'm assuming that they all have similar, but not the same backstories, but they're all they're all in the forest to dance any men that cross their paths to death. Uh, so I would imagine that they didn't have such great relationships. So. I think they were probably betrayed by their yes. lovers and and then <laughs> died of broken hearts and and yes, any man who ventures in and boy, do they take care of yeah. Hilarion. Um, Let's see if anyone has a question. Does he, let's start with... So I wonder when you're flying, if that's your role, do you not then come down again? 
I do come down and dance. Um, <laughs> let, let me actually repeat the question. I'm sorry, I should have warned you the, so that everybody can hear okay. it. Um, the question is, after she's done the flying, does she just not do the rest of the act? And the answer is... Yes, <laughs> every, every time. We have a, a, a booth set up in the wings, and we quick change into our real uh, Willie's costume and put the veil back on and come back on. So, yeah. Every night. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. Oh, that's a nice question. Um, dreams and ambitions for yourself, career. Oh, that's kind of a hard, hard one. Um, I would say I hope to be able to do the higher flying willy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. You know, I'd say Giselle is probably one of my favorite ballets, even though I didn't, didn't like it growing up. I, now I really love watching it. Um, so I would probably say doing the mad scene would be my favorite. I think that would just be incredible. But uh, doing the développé in second act into the ponche probably is not my forte. So maybe just the first act of Giselle. She's referring to the really difficult technical variation that Giselle does in the second act. Yes. Um, another question. Let's go over this direction this time. There were several hands a minute ago. Okay. Oh, she's just saying that Lauren is charming and incredible and has not spoiled the magic. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, your question. How difficult is it to learn the roles when you are a dancer just starting out? I would say um, I've definitely had my difficulties when I first came here because there is there's some there's so much choreography to learn and with. Um, when you come into a company, there's dancers who have been here for a really long time and who have done these ballets before and they know everything and they know exactly when you're not turning around on the right count and exactly when you're not in line. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely something that has gotten better over time. I feel like I've, I'm able to learn things quicker now. Um, I think part of it comes from not being so scared because when you first join a company, it's kind of it's kind of intimidating and scary. So I would say it's pretty difficult, but it gets better. So. I can't resist. This is the old teacher in me saying that actually, from the time you are four years old, and your teachers are teaching you the combinations in class, you are learning how to absorb the movement. So when you are then given choreography, there are certain givens yeah. that your body just takes in um, and applies. But then, yes, it's, oh my gosh, am I on the right foot or the left foot? Yeah. Do I enter on count eight or count 16? And yeah. yeah. So there's a lot to learn those first few years. Yeah. Um, we have time for a few more. Yes, sir.
There are so many different styles, and he's asking, do you have a favorite among the romantic or the neoclassic or the classic or contemporary? That's another hard one. Um, I would say, you know, I do. I like I like doing everything because if you if you're just doing one style, it kind of I'm not saying that it gets old, but it does get repetitive. Um, but that's something with this company, you're never just doing one style. But I do have I have a special place in my heart for Balanchine. I also have a special place in my heart for the Romantic period. Um, I've had to work a lot more on contemporary because that's not something that I've had in my training. Uh, so that doesn't come so easily for me, but I'm enjoying it a lot more now after being here. So yeah, I don't, that doesn't really answer the question, but. <laughs> well, I think to um, hear you say a special place in your heart for Balanchine, mm -hmm. there are um, a lot of styles encompassed in just the Balanchine that's repertoire. True. But um, there is a certain athleticism that yeah. speaks to your strength of, of technique. So, um, maybe one more question. Okay. Very good practical questions. So as a trainee, you're li living in, is it Jackson, Jackson House? Um, and then you get hired. And then what happens? Well, you do have to move out of Jackson House. Um, as an apprentice, you don't get paid as much as the company member because you're not a fully fledged member of the company. Um, I was lucky enough to have parents that helped me because my, my apprenticeship did cover most of it, uh, but it was, you know, I had parents that helped me, so I know there are people in the company that are able to do it um, on their own, but it's just really hard. You have to be able to find a room somewhere that you can, you know, it's a, it's a tough transition. It can be sometimes, but. I, a little bit of a starving artist. Yeah. <laughs> but that cultivates strength of character, right? Yes. <laughs> we will be getting the signal from them backstage. And I would point out, um, Lauren is wearing a delightful costume. <laughs> and what that means is that she is halfway ready to go dance in the first act. We oftentimes have guests who happen to have the evening off, but <laughs> we were lucky, <laughs> sort of, to get a dancer <laughs> who is going to have to rush off and get ready to dance. So she's in this great warm-up outfit, including these wonderful booties. Can you show everybody your booties? They're, They're special edition color, too, so. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Um, that are keeping her warm so that she'll be ready to move when the curtain goes up. I want to, before we actually say goodbye, I do want to remind you that a um, couple of things. We have produced this season a wonderful souvenir picture book called The Look Book, and it will be on sale up in the boutique on the box level, so you'll want to be sure and get a copy before the season is over. Um, I also want to remind you to go to the website because all things are to be found on the website, especially recordings, podcasts of the programs that we do, pre-performance programs. 
and you'll find Lauren's picture. And now I want to thank you very much, Lauren, for participating tonight. This has been delightful. Thank you for having me. Thank you.